The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. I got a special guest today. His name is Josh. Don't let me butcher it. How do you say your last name, Josh? So I don't say it wrong. But I think I said yes, it Yes, sir. Right. Minier. Minier. Okay, awesome. Um, Josh Minier. This guy is a coach, a podcast host, uh, and just an all-around badass. I've been watching this guy for a while. I believe we are running around a, a lot of the same circles of individuals who are always trying to be better than we were yesterday and um and and watching josh you know on social media and stuff i said i gotta get this guy on my podcast so what i like to do josh is have my guests introduce themselves and then let the audience know exactly what it is or who you are and what it is you would do what it is you do and then we're gonna rock and roll cool yeah well thank you for having me on max i really appreciate it it's uh it's always a pleasure to you know hang out with people like you said like yourself that you know are trying to push that envelope so i appreciate you having me on here um uh, you know i've i've been a serial entrepreneur now i started really man seven years ago in my entrepreneurial career uh, i sold my first company last year in the home service and construction industry and uh then i went into opening my own design studio which i actually have now uh where i design high-end outdoor living spaces and event centers and stuff like that for you know high-end clients and i also like you said uh i am a coach or what you know, more of like a fractional COO in certain instances for a bunch of construction companies, real estate companies, digital marketing companies, um, you know, across all industries. So it's been a huge blessing and pleasure for me to work with some of the people that I've been able to work with uh, that I believe you know as well over the past, you know, 12 months, especially. Yeah. And I saw the picture of you with like Mike, uh, and those guys, that picture you guys took out on that balcony, right? Like yep. I know most of them, like well through yep. social media, of course. But you, you were live and in person, and and a lot of those guys are, you know, they're they're those guys are high performers, right? And um, like you said, you're a serial entrepreneur. To me, if you're a serial entrepreneur, I know you're a high performer because you know you got to roll with the punches, right? As we know, yep. you're up here one minute, then the next minute it could be a valley and you're like, oh shit, how did I get here? Um, yeah. So, you know, and that's the the premise of, of this podcast. My podcast is to show people how mm -hmm. they overcome those challenges and either get yeah. su successful and then stay successful, right? 
the 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 daily routines you know I like to have you guys share with with my audience like your daily routines and uh but in the beginning what i like to do josh is share with the audience some of the challenges right uh becoming an entrepreneur and, and just being a, a human being nowadays right what are some of the ch- biggest challenges you had to overcome uh on your way to where you're at now I think the biggest challenge that I've overcome over the past couple of years is is being humble and deflating my ego and learning how to actually regulate my ego. And that's something that every entrepreneur needs to get into entrepreneurship. You need to have confidence and and an ego behind you to overcome those challenges. But then eventually you actually need to learn how to regulate and become more humble because what got you to where you are all right maybe you're in you know high growth mode to the point where you don't get to see your family anymore right and uh you know we all get in our own way by not allowing ourselves to let go of control and trust other people with our baby and that was a big realization for me because once I started to let my ego down and once I started to to actually let other perspectives in and take other people's perspectives in, I started to find that people were on board much more. You know, my team got on, on board much quicker. My team grew much faster. Once I started to allow, you know, let go of that control of those elements in the business that I really were really holding me back along with the business growth back because your hard work is only going to go so far and eventually you're going to have to scale. And there's a transition from being that hustler to being that leader. And people kind of, kind of miss that a lot when they're in entrepreneurship is they love the work and they got into the into the into that business because they love the work but about 2% of entrepreneurs that I really see understand the back end of the business and understand how to grow and develop the business right and, and that's what they talk about right either you know you're working in, you go from working in your business to on your business right and that's if correct, you think yeah. about it it's you know like being an entrepreneur parallels life a lot of the times right like how we handle ourselves like because it doesn't matter whether it's work or personal life right if you keep and i like to say control sometimes is nothing but just an illusion right we think we have control but we don't sometimes right because there's sometimes things outside of us that we can't control and um and what i've seen just being a you know a bystander in and people that and listening to people that who have, are very successful, where they say in the beginning, like they wouldn't let go, right? They had to do everything and they almost burned out and just, you know, uh, like you said, where they learned to give up control and control their ego is why they got to where they're at instead of if they would have held on really tight, you know, it's like, it's like addiction, Josh, right? Like if I hold on, like, and I think I can control my drinking or my drugging. Like for me, I it almost killed me, right? Or almost sent me to prison. Like, and I can't be, yeah. a, well, I can be an entrepreneur in prison, but it's not the right way, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I understand, yeah. <laughs> it's actually um, kind of how like local entrepreneurship started. So uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> you get it, right? Uh, but, but, you know, like t- tell the audience what you mean by like the ego thing and, and, and you know, letting people in your business or whatever, 
do the work so you can step back and work on other things, right? So you don't, like you said, drive your business into the ground because you're not letting anybody do, you know, you hired them for a reason, right? You gotta let them do it. But if you don't, what's going to happen? It's going to crash, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two things that I think would help anybody out there listening right now is there's there's a difference. There's your IQ and your EQ, right? Your intelligent qu- intelligence quotient and then your emotional quotient, right? Um, and it's actually funny when you go back and you look at like the studies, the people with the higher IQs actually make worse leaders. And the people with the higher EQs make great leaders. And believe it or not, when you focus on EQ and you have great EQ inside of organizations, you can see, and studies have shown, a 40-point swing in profitability inside of the organization of, say, like your median, right? The the companies with higher EQ or emotional intelligence, on average, perform 20% better than average, right? Those with low emotional intelligence perform 20% worse than average. So when you're looking at your progression and uh, you know where to where to start, I would highly recommend you start with looking into emotional intelligence and that you know that may be a trigger word for some people who are like, "Oh, I'm so alpha, why do I need to like talk about my emotions?" because <laughs> your emotions are part of your everyday life, buddy. <laughs> right. Sorry sorry to tell you, but that's true. And you really got to become self-aware first, right? And self-aware really means how are your moods affecting others around you? How does your drive affect you? How do your motivations affect those around you, right? And right. what are the results that you're looking for out of the relationships that you have? And look at yourself first. You got to look in the mirror. And you really got to start to become self-aware of, okay, well, I said this, or I got angry at that, and it produced this result, which is exactly what I didn't want. What do I need to do next time to regulate that mood to make sure that I do get the result that I want? Right. Because you don't want to blow up at the wrong moment, right? I mean, there's a time when you have to get, no, I wouldn't say angry, but you know, you got to like get your point across, right? But there's a time to do that, and there's a time not to do that, right? And that's what that emotional, um, intelligence is all about right knowing the right how to control that stuff during your workday or in your business so that not only that you perform your best right but you get the best out of your people correct because if you're like yep. i don't know if you've ever experienced it but i've been on construction jobs where you got that one foreman who's just always screaming and yelling no matter what and you're like dude my hammer's about to come out of my bag and like go across the yard and hit you in the head right that's yeah. to me that's someone with low emotional IQ, right? Yep. Emotional intelligence, yeah. Intelligence, I mean. I mean. Uh, so there's five aspects to it, right? There's your self-awareness, your self-regulation, your motivation, your empathy, and then your social skill, which is really like just team building, right? That's like the hallmark right. behind it. Like typically what I see with what especially with foreman like you're talking about, right? I, <laughs> They have very low self-awareness, right? They probably have high motivation, which means they're probably like in this high D area, right? And if you look at like a disc assessment or something, personality tests that are out there, right? Right. But they don't, they they only care about the end result. They don't necessarily care about the people. Well, 
it's been proven and you know this that you can only go so far with your own work you, if you want to go real far you got to go with a group of people and you got to learn how to lead by example and if you're blowing up guess what every negative that you've got or you put out into the world is going to take 10 positives to erase that with whatever relationship you're going through in your life yep Man, and I've had a couple of bosses like that where I'm just like away from work, they're different. But when, but like you said, yeah, they're highly motivated. They got a lot of drive, right? But they just don't know how to handle people. Like they lack in the teamwork, uh, they lack in the communication area, put them to work, and they're some of the best workers you ever met. It's just they don't know, you know, how to communicate or get their point across to, so that you could do your job better. You know what I mean? And, and that's, it's kind of like in life, right? If, if, if I'm screaming and yelling at my kids, right, they're just going to look at dad like, man, what the, what, like, he's going to pop a couple brain vessels if he doesn't stop what he's doing. You <laughs> know what I mean? Through your head. Yeah. And yeah. I get that. Right. And, uh, you yeah. know, like, but, you know, as you, know, well, you know, we growing up as teen, like someone yelled at me when I was a teenager, I always did exactly the opposite. Right. Don't do that. Oh yeah. I'm going to do that now. Why? Because oh, yeah. you're telling me not to, and you're yelling at me while you're doing it. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, yep. Well, I think yeah. there's a deeper level to that, even that we're always fighting as young kids or as young people for just having like that, just being able to control our own thoughts and our actions, right? Because we're always trying to figure it out. Right. Like, we, you, you never been through the experiences. That's why everybody now, when you get around all the people that were around, they're always talking about experience trumps education. Well, I think you need both. In, in all fairness, you need both. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yes, experiences are are what is going to create wisdom in your life that ultimately gets you to where you want to go if you actually have a, a true desire to get there right. and you have like serious belief in yourself with zero doubt that you are going to make sure that that happens. Right. And that's, you know, I like what you said about being self-aware and stuff like that, right? Because we, I, you said it, right? Experience is the best teacher, right? And it could be the, but in some cases, you need the education to go along with those experiences, right? To, if you want to be the best that you can be, because I mean, I've had a lot of experiences and then I'm going to tell you, right? Not all of them are great. Like, I don't want to go back and learn that over again. You know what I mean? It taught me what yeah. not to do, right? Yep. So but even taking negative experiences, right, and um, and turning it into a positive, like, okay, this didn't work. Here's what I learned from that, right? And, and like they say in our extract the lesson and see how I can be better next time, right? Whether it's a boss, mm -hmm. whether it's an employee, whether it's a husband, father, son, whatever. And, um, right, because you're always... Like his, the name of his podcast is uh, Uncommon, right? Be Uncommon. And I love it because. The Uncommon two, Element. Yeah, that's yeah the, the Uncommon Element. Guy. Sorry about that. Yep. The Uncommon Element. And um, yep. which is cool, right? Because I tell my kids, don't be, don't go with the flow. Like be your own person, be different. Don't be like everyone else that, right? It's just how you become a leader is becoming that Uncommon Element, correct? Uh, I think leading yourself, but I believe really the the reason why I I created the name is because I believe that every single person has that inside of them. They just haven't found it yet. 
There's right. one thing, there's one strength that you that sometimes you need other people to help you identify because you need that third party perspective, which has really helped me and in, in my evolution is having great mentors around me that are willing to tell me the truth. And, you know, that that's incredibly important. And people miss that because, you know, we have this, this idea of, you know, imposter syndrome, or we're bothering people, or we don't, or, or we just don't want to hear the truth, right? We we're in this like blissful, you know, I don't, uh, ignorance, blissful ignorance, really, you know, know, I'm cool here. I'm cool here. But then you get like five years down the road and you look back and you go, shit, I wish I did not make that decision. I wish I started five years ago, but okay. Start now. Right. Like start now. Same thing as playing a tree, right? You you guys, most people have heard that. When's the best time to plant a tree 20 (laughs) years ago? When's the second best time right now? Right now. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And I couldn't agree more, right? Because it doesn't matter how old you are. Like I started be my entrepreneurial journey, like what, two years ago, three years ago at 51, 52 years old, right? And I always, you're never too old to change or to become better, right? I always say, um, and it was like my recovery, right? I'm going to, I just can relate it to that because a lot of my, the things I'm learning with guys like you and the guys we hang out with that have taught me, right? And all of us have had issues, right? But Oh, yeah. uh, when I made that decision, finally, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh, I, well, I had help from a judge to make that decision. You know what I mean? But once I made that decision to stay sober and go, okay, I'm going to be the best and most elite version of myself from here on out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had those conversations with, you know, whatever you want to call it, mine's God. And, and I yep. just sat there and said, you know what, you you do your part and I promise you I'll do my part, which is not take a drug or drink ever again. Uh, and it's been 19 years now, but it's been a journey, right, of uh, a lot of introspection, reflection, uh, not beating myself up for, you know, I could go, Matt, you're 54 years old. You should have done this in your 20s, right? Because if I did that, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation because I'd be still wallowing in my own shit going, why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that? But I like what you said, right? Is it, It's just making taking that step and, and doing it now, right? Like no more procrastination and just whatever you choose to do, whether it's becoming an entrepreneur or an athlete or or whatever you choose to do, right? It's It's about the action and taking those steps. But as you know, Josh, sometimes those first steps are scary because that unknown, right? Like, I don't want to do this because I don't know how it's going to turn out. Or our brain starts playing with us and it's going to, it tells us all the negative, right? Oh, it's, we're going to fail. We're not going to do this. How did you co- overcome those challenges when you were like faced with, I'm going to do this? And then the brain chatter started going. How did you overcome those challenges? I think you have to learn how to embrace fear that's like, that's a really hard thing for people to do, but your fear is what holds you back from perfectionism really is like a fear of criticism. If you think about, and I I talk to a lot of people about, you know, root cause analysis, it comes back to a feeling that you have. And, and it almost always, I'm talking like 95 to 98% of the time is something around self-doubt that then to a higher level goes to some sort of fear that they have of not making it the criticism that they're going to get from people around them because they failed. 
But in reality, what they're doing is you're focusing on an end result as opposed to just trying to focus on a daily activity once you figure out exactly what you want. Most people can't do that because they don't know who they are yet. Right. And that's like, it goes back to that self-awareness of, okay, start with who are you today? Who are you? Be honest with yourself. Write it down. Like there's nothing better than putting pen to paper and actually like coming to the realization that, you know, don't just write down the negatives. You need to write down the positives. Right. You need to write down your wins. You got to figure out how to create momentum because if you look at your life over over the span of your entire life, you have won in different at different times in your life. Yep. And you got to go back and figure out what habits you were doing, what was serving you during that time, but what also did you remove during that time? And then you can start by figuring out, all right, cool. Well, if I can figure out five habits that have served me in my life and I can just focus on one at a time, don't overhaul your fucking life. It's a horrible idea. You, you <laughs> I, I've never seen anybody be very successful with overhauling everything in their life at one point. It's too drastic. It's too much of a shock to your system and your brain can't process it. Right. Because you're trying to get rid of freaking, depending on how old you are, right? I'm 37 years old. I'm trying, I'm still working on getting rid of, you know, three decades worth of bad habits sometimes. Right. Right. And, and, but it's a progression and it is about having patience and also, you know, being it. And I say this, you, you have to engage in three things, patience, discipline, and consistency. Consistency is the top level. You can be disciplined for as long as you want, like 90-day right. period, a year period. But if you go into history and you actually look at the successful habits of what's going to make it stick, it's going to take you 1,800 days of doing something to have a 99% chance that that habit's going to stick for the rest of your life. So this right. bullshit about create a habit in 21 days is like, fuck off, please. That's not true. <laughs> I thought it was 66, Josh. <laughs> Dude, I think that's a highway somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I like what you say because consistency is what's key, right? And I know for me, I know patience. I'm not the most patient guy, right? So. And here, here's the thing. I don't know what you believe in, right? But I learned long ago never to pray for patience, right? Just practice it, but don't pray for it because here's what happens. I don't like how I get it, right? The, the events that show up to teach me how to be more patient. and uh, But consistency, all of us can do, right? But like you said, we have to give ourselves a break and we just got to keep trying, right? Because we're not going to be perfect, um, mm -hmm. but that's how you get consistent, right? By doing it over and over and over and over again, right? Like you said, 1800 mm -hmm. days, whatever it takes. Um, cause I know if I can look back over my 54 years, right? The certain things that I do that are a positive, right? It's something that I've done since way back when, right? Like that I've noticed I've done since I was a little kid, you know, and mm -hmm. Right. Even some of the the bad things, right? Where I have to learn to unlearn them, right? Is because it's things I've done over and over and over. And as we know, sometimes that stuff can be subconscious, right? So yeah, it, I agree with you. It takes some work. And you know, but one thing I agree with you the most on, right, is we got to surround ourselves with people that will show us how to do it. Cause if we've never done it, right, don't you agree? Like you say, you got coaches, you got mentors. If I try to do this on my own. 
I'm at like be calling you or messaging you, Josh, this stuff's not working, Josh. How do I do this? Right. Max, yeah. remember I told you on the podcast, get a mentor, get a coach, right? So explain, <laughs> explain that to people, right? I mean, it's good to do things on your own, but if you really want something bigger in your life, uh, it's okay. Let me give you an example, Josh, right? Um, uh, when I got sober, right? And my my sponsor said, you got to do what we do if you want what we want, right? And what I wanted, yeah. right, is the guys that were been sober a long time, right? Um, long-term marriages, uh, had children, right? So what he told me to do and my mentor said, watch those guys, see how they behave, see how they treat their wives, see how they treat their children and the people around them. Those are the guys you want to hang out with that have what you want. So it's like that in business, right? You got to watch the guys that are, you know, like the Andy Fursellas and the Ed Milets of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you know, I think that surrounding yourself with the right people is 100% going to fast track you. Um, but it, it goes back to letting your ego down. It goes back to being willing and open to not only, you know, hear what the lessons are from the people who have experience of where you're trying to go, but the 90% is the implementation. It's like that iceberg, right? Like that 10%, like you didn't see the 90% of all the work that needed right. to go into that shit in order to create that 10%. And right. uh, and if if you want to fast track it, then yes, investing in yourself is the best investment that you can make minus starting a business and running that thing correctly, right? I, I was lucky enough to be surrounded by very good mentors growing up, um, you know, and then... I now have mentors, you know, that have helped me that actually have created billion dollar companies and that, and I call them and I go, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with this problem. You know, what, what should I do? Right. But they're, you know, light years ahead of where I am. Right. right? But they can still put myself in there and put themselves in my position because they've been there at that point. Right. Well, and I lean on that. And then I, and then I go to work. It's not enough for me to just like listen and hear it and write it down. I go and take action immediately. Right. And that's bingo, right? Like with anything in life, you could have the best mentors in the world and they can tell you, hey, Josh, I was there. I did exactly this. But if you sat back and go, right, twiddle the thumbs and go, nothing's going to work, right? It's all about the action and implementing those things like anything we learn right we have to apply what we learn for it to work or it's not going to work uh so like yep. being successful whether it's you know mind body or spirit whatever you're working on at those times right if you don't right i can't wish to have a healthy body and a healthy mind right by just sitting on the couch you know couch surfing and going oh i want to be like that guy i want to be like schwarzenegger well get off your butt and go do what he did right um do you because you know that's the thing though is because people say that but then they they don't think about the sacrifice that you have to make in order to get there right well that's, that's what i'm where, saying that's where they get that like imposter syndrome and like comparison to other people and why they feel insecure because they're here well yeah but you don't know what schwarzenegger had to sacrifice to get to where he's at like and in, I mean, go look at his biography he was broke as shit when he came to the united states yeah i had nothing Nothing, nothing to his name you know what i mean absolutely nothing yeah right and that's what i'm getting at though is like 
if you want to be like whoever you're, you got to get the whole story and see where they started. They didn't just pop up in the world and became rich or, you know, healthy. Right. Um, yeah. You know, they worked at it. And and that's my point yep. is like anything worthwhile is worth having. Right. And like what Josh says, everybody is, is, you know, you can call your mentors, you can call your coaches, you can read all the books you want, but if you don't take the action, it, it's not, gonna happen right and i'm looking at the the leader your picture back there right um uh, it's like yeah. the spartans right back in the day right those guys were the supposedly some of the baddest warriors on the planet right but those guys uh, of all time yeah the they, best warriors of all time yeah they trained every day to be the best that you know that's why they have that you know the story of the thermopylae and you know all the the yeah. the 300 right which yep, the we don't know yeah. what is true but it they were outnumbered and they fought to the death and they, they downed half the persian army because they were such badasses right um yeah. and that's how i look at life is like you know what i'm gonna try to be my best because one i'm a husband and two i'm a father and now i got number 10 grandbaby coming here any day so i have even more reason to step up my levels right because you hear it in our groups. We talk about leaving a legacy, right? And I want to leave it for generations. You know, this is what grandpa did. Well, and I want my yeah. grandkids, kids, and everybody to be proud. So, um, and this yeah. is part of that legacy is, is meeting guys like Josh and picking their brain and then having them share their wisdom on my podcast. So I totally appreciate you being here and, and doing that, Josh. So what else do you yeah. have for my audience that you think they could learn today uh you know i i'm a i think you know going off of the lines that we were talking about with like mentorship right is think about your life and think about the different pillars of your life we're all spinning plates in different areas it doesn't matter like who you are you you have pillars you have your family you have your friends you have your marriage or you know if you're single you have your personal relationship with yourself focused on right. you right? Then you have your health and fitness, you have your career, you have your faith, like you had mentioned, and then you got your personal finances. Like that may seem like a lot when you break it down. It's just seven items that you're dealing with. Okay. It's seven. It's not that, it's not that hard. And what you, what I would recommend is you find a board of directors of people that you look up to that can help you in those different areas of your life. Because you cannot get there alone. And if you do, congratulations, it's probably going to take you 10 times as long. If you don't go out and actually search for people that, you know, you're willing to provide value to first in order to receive value, right? Lead with a servant mentality. If you're going into those types of relationships and you want that type of mentorship, leave with a certain mentality servant mentality of, you know, what can I do for you to help you? Because I am very interested in learning, it, you know, what you've done here, because I look up to you, you know, how can I help you in return? Absolutely. Right? And I found and, that I've gotten more from that, that way of doing things, right? Because, you know, there's always people out there that are just takers, right? Give, yeah. give, give, you know, like, show me, show me, show me, and then don't want to do anything in return, right? But it took mm -hmm. me well, I mean, before I got sober, that was the guy. That's me, right? I'm a taker. I'm going to take what I want, whether you like it or not. And, you know, but look where it almost la landed me. But that mentality. You had of, to. 
my guess is you had to because of where you know where you came from and some of the background that that you've had and you you had to do that to survive sometimes you just got to do that to be in survival mode right and, and unfortunately it like ingrains in your brain at a certain point and you're like you look back and you're like shit I got to change this. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Because being a drug addict or an alcoholic can be one of the most selfish things you can do. Right. Because no one matters in your life at that point. Um, and it doesn't matter what the background is. Right. It's just it's where it takes you when you don't when you lose control. Um, yeah. Right. And, and it's been a whole different ball game since I got sober. So it, my recovery has taught me to almost kind of be what you just said. Right. It's give, 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 right? As much till it hurts, because you're going to get so much more in return. And then it's, it just clicked for me after a while. And then I said, Oh, I'm going to do this entrepreneur thing. And <laughs> right. So yeah. luckily, I've carried that mentality. And it's connected me with guys like yourself that, right, not only walk the walk, but they talk the talk or whatever you talk to talk and walk the walk and, and they lead by example, right? Because we have to be, I like to say, well, I don't know. It's not my, I'm stealing this from you people, you know, too, right? Being, how do I become the best and most elite version of myself, right? Because mm -hmm. if I try it alone, it's, it's a very sad and lonely place, right? Cause then I get frustrated and then I want to quit. But if I surround mm -hmm. myself, right? What's that saying, right? If I hang around five millionaires, I'm bound to be the six, right? Or, you know, how that saying goes, yeah. right? With anything, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I think, I think, you know, to your point, um, you know, giving, giving to others, Emerson's got a really like famous, uh, he calls it like the, um, what is it? The law of compensation. And basically it's, it's like about your life. The more you, you pour in and the more you sacrifice in your life, like the more life is going to owe you a debt back. Right. It, it, it's not going to be immediate gratification though. And you don't know when it's going to come. And the thing is, is if you quit, you just wasted that entire investment. But if right. you continue to push through and, and I tell this to people a lot is like, you have to be aware. Like I'm not a big advocate to tell people to work until your bones bleed. Okay. Because <laughs> I've been there. Like I've done the three years straight of 16 hour days, seven days a week. And I turned around at one point in my life and everything else was gone except a business that was growing at 300% year over year. And that's all my value is tied to. And I was completely lonely. Right. So if you're an entrepreneur out there listening to this right now, like I highly recommend that you understand that those seven pillars in your life are very important to you. And if, and if you do not invest in those in the right ways, you will not get the feeling that you're looking for at the end of your life like you were talking about with your legacy because we're chasing a feeling, okay, right. of fulfillment and happiness, right? right? But everything that you want, and I love this quote, is everything that you want is on the other side of fear. So you better learn how to fucking embrace it. Right. That's why I call it fearless happiness, right? I mean, and I've had right. talk with some of the mentors that you know and I know and and they're like, the truth is, right, will we ever become totally fearless? Probably not, right? Because I think that no. a little bit of fear for guys like me and you or like them pushes us to go, I'm going to do it anyway, right? Like yeah. facing that and doing it anyway. So, um, yeah, and then 
we'll get into because I there's a couple of questions I'm going to ask you here in a second, but um, oh. yeah, working on those pillars and, and you try to and like you said, you have to try to work on them as equally as possible, right? Sometimes the other ones will take more depending on what's going on in your life, but but not ignoring it, right? Like for me in my recovery, I can't only work in one area and then forget the other. So like, I can't work on my mind only and forget my body and my spirit, right? And- mm -hmm. um, Exactly. So- uh, that's, your, that's your self-awareness, right? That's your self-awareness right. of like knowing that you need that and then also being able to regulate that on the other side right. to make sure that you are gaining that feeling and fulfillment because too many entrepreneurs, and, and this is really sad as they go through and they grow their companies and they look and they look back like like I did, and they just go, shit, I have a ton of money in my bank account, but I I don't have the relationships that I want, and I don't have the right. family that I want, and I don't have the body that I want, and I don't feel the way that I want, right? right? So what did I do it for? What you know, what did I do it for? I was like, ah, and then I tied my value to money. And like, and how, how much we were making and like growing it, it's like, no, it's just completely unhealthy. Right. Well, that leads me to the questions I want to ask you. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, I named the podcast sure. after my book, uh, fearless happiness. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you about your, what, what is fearless? How does, what does fearless mean to you, Josh? And how does that show up in your daily life? Like, what does that look like yeah. for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get afraid of stuff all the time. You know, I, I think that building the muscle and embracing that to embrace that fear, like you're not, I don't believe that you can get rid of fear, like you said, out of your life. I just don't think so. Like there are things that are going to come up. You're going to lose loved ones. You're going to, you're, you're going to die at some point. Okay. Like that's just going to happen. All right. We all have like basic fears that we all, that we're all connected with. Right. Right. But embracing that and just understanding that once you start to build, once you figure out first who you are, you can then start to figure out who you want to be in the long run. And then I, then I can, what I've done is I've been able to reverse engineer that back to like, what do I need to do on a daily basis just to make sure that I continue to build my confidence by keeping the promises to myself? Yeah. of non-negotiables, right? Exercise being one of them. I'm going through a shoulder replacement right now, right? Oh, yeah. Every day I show up to the gym, I am fucking terrified because it's an hour of torture, okay? It's painful. It is extremely painful. I'm not joking. Like my surgeon was like, hey, buddy, hey, it's time to start forcing range of motion, right? But I'm, I'm not focused on like the result. I am focused on the process because if you focus on the end result, like you were talking about earlier, why a lot of entrepreneurs will never start is because they're focused on the end result of what if I fail? What right. if you fucking win? And all of a sudden, like, like you become like this ultra millionaire or you become this person who impacts the world doing what you love to do. Right. And it's like, figure out who you are. Stop focusing on the end result, but have that in mind on a daily basis. Because, like you, something you had mentioned earlier, is you know we don't we we don't make a lot of our decisions, right? Ninety percent of our decisions are made in our subconscious mind, which means ten percent is made in your conscious mind. So, right. how do you train your subconscious mind? You start figuring out the triggers on how to continuously remind your brain 
that this is where you're going. And then you, all you do is focus on your calendar of the non-negotiables and the daily actions. So you start to create momentum in your life, which builds your confidence, which then builds you into somebody who is ready to embrace fear. And then once you embrace fear and you start conquering those things, it's just like that stepping ladder, like every single day, Yeah. but you're not going to win all the fucking time. And guess what? The best performers, the best athletes in the world of all time, understand how to lose and forget about it and move on to the next one and win the next time. Absolutely. Michael Jordan, one of the guys that says, yeah, you see all the great shots I made, but you don't talk about the ten, tens of thousands I missed to get to that point. Right. Right. And I, I, I understand that fear. You know, I had uh, shoulder surgery years back and, and I remember and like I have, they nicked a nerve. So I have no shoulder, uh, no muscle. At least I got a shoulder, but there's no muscle. And, yeah. um, wow. and I can relate to what you said, right? Like I had back surgery last year and my head was going to like, I wanted to start working out again. I want to start doing squats. You know, I want to lift weights. And the doctor was like, Nope, just walk no lifting mm -hmm. for a year. Right. So I focused on that. And, and I remember a few days of just walking where I'd come back and go, Oh man, my back, it's sore. Right. Like when you got your back opened up, but look at like, like you said, where I focused on just those actions, those daily actions. Now I'm doing CrossFit now with a bad shoulder careful. and the and back. Right. But I'm careful. Yeah. Right. I don't lift like some of the guys that can lift heavier. Right. I focus yeah. more on the form and making sure I do it right so that I get a good workout in. And I'm feeling yeah. at 54 better than I ever have, right? So, like, I've oh, taken yeah. that advice that you just mentioned and, and it's not focus on the results, but trusting the process and knowing if I do the work, it's going to turn out okay. So, thanks for sharing that, Josh. My next question yeah, for you is, is happiness. Yes, I put a Y mm -hmm. in there for a reason. <laughs> what does happiness look like for you and how does that show up in your life now? You know, I think that's impact, right? Is And how do you measure that? It's it's a little bit difficult, but uh, I've been incredibly blessed to to work with some award-winning businesses now that, you know, and, and business owners that have, you know, turned their lives around, but turned their businesses around. And that like has brought a massive amount of purpose back into my life. Because when I was running my first company, the, the purpose for me then became like, how do I support my employees? So, you know, we're all chasing a feeling. And like you said, happiness, right? I, I look at it as like fulfillment. Like, did I keep the promises to myself? That's when I feel the most fulfilled. And because I'm living within integrity to me. Right. And right. when I can do that for me, I can do that with every relationship that I have, which is which has brought more people and attracted more people into my life than I ever thought it would. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like I know integrity is probably my number one core value, right? If I didn't have integrity, you wouldn't be here, right? You'd have been like, I'm not going that guy. But <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about, right? And that's why I put the why in there. Um, because, right, happiness, it comes from inside, right? The stuff that we do, right? Because I could I could have, I do have, I should say, I do have the best wife in the world, but she's not always going to make me happy, right? 
my kids or whatever money. I do have to tell you though, Josh, and I say this on my podcast. Yes, my grandkids make me happy every time I see them, right? They just do, right? And I get to spoil them, right? Um, Yeah. But this is a journey, right? Like you said, and chasing, you know, that feeling uh, is when you can, you're going to be happy because what I like to say is when you're happy, right? And you're doing those consistent things daily, you find joy. And joy is what, joy is what is lasting, where happiness can be fleeting at times, if, if you know what I mean. And, you know, I'm blessed to have you on this podcast and to share your wisdom with us. Um, so I like to ask, like, if, if people want to work with you, Josh, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. So if you ever are interested in uh, working with me, um, you can find me at Josh Minier Official. I know it's tough to spell my last name, but it's M-E-U-N-I-E-R official that's on instagram i'm on facebook i'm active in all those places um you can also reach me at josh at winrateconsulting.com uh that's i check my email every day so it's pretty easy uh and if you're interested in in learning more about the podcast it's the uncommon element it's on everywhere that you can see and i'm dropping some of my life lessons right now and i've I've been lucky enough to to have some awesome guests and i have zero doubt that i will be having you on as well so (laughs) yeah this has been an absolute pleasure max awesome and it'd be an honor to be a guest um thank you uh for sharing that so you heard that audience you can catch him on he's on i know he's on linkedin he's on instagram he's on facebook um reach out to josh if you have any questions he's an amazing human being and i i say that because i watch him he 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 leads by example and that's why i brought him on the show so one final question josh before i let you go is what's the what's the one piece of advice you could give my audience to help them be a better human being and to help them grow yeah uh, realize that your biggest strength is your ego. Your biggest weakness is your ego. Your biggest opportunity is your ego and your biggest threat to your life is your ego. Bingo, right? Our ego can either help us or it could kill us. And I've, re- I've literally seen that happen, you know, in, in my 54 years of being on this earth. So, Hey, Josh, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. I know you're you're working Absolutely, your butt man. off and you're helping a lot of people. So thank you for being here. So everybody, if you, yeah, a- absolutely. Maybe we'll do this again because I just I yeah. loved it. Um, thank you. Um, if if you learned something, audience, if Josh made you think, if he made you smile, if he made you go, hmm, please leave a review. <laughs> and then until next time, I will see you guys later. Have a good one, everybody. You've been listening to Fearless Happiness. The numbers on addiction are absolutely stunning. Max lived in addiction for years and during that time made some terrible choices, losing his family, friends, and career. But he turned his life around and now Max works as a substance abuse counselor helping people in their recovery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show and we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hit the website at maxnaced.com on Facebook at max.naced. Till next time, keep the fight and we'll see you soon.